Welcome to today's episode of the Bulldog Broadcast, Field of 68 Media Network. Joined by maybe, could be, probably is the most well-known recruiting analyst and the most in-the-know recruiting analyst. He had the number one ranked Chet Holmgren at the top of his list. Chet Holmgren just committed to the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the highest ranked recruit in Gonzaga history. Paul, thanks for joining. Was it much as a, of a surprise to you? I think it would have been a surprise if he didn't pick Gonzaga. The G League was a player in all this uh, for a while, uh, but I think Chet and his family uh, came to the realization that they wanted to be on a college campus. And when that happened, I think then Gonzaga became head and shoulders to pick. Had some really good choices. Visited Ohio State. You know, Michigan had a heck of a great season. Hunter Dickinson had a great year in the middle. And uh, Georgetown with Pat Ewing, you know, they put their name in it. They pushed hard. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was Mark Few, his staff, and Jalen Suggs got it done. What does it say for a program like Gonzaga now that last year they had a big-time recruit in Jalen Suggs, who you mentioned that people might not know was high school teammates with Chet Holmgren? Uh, Suggs was about a top eight to ten uh, prospect. I mean, I'm sure you got the final numbers in front of you, or you remember them. And then they got they get Hunter Salas, I believe number six in your rankings, um, signed with Gonzaga, and the number one player. That's not something you see um, from a program of Gonzaga's size, where they've come from, where they are now, of being involved with the best players and really making an impact on the recruiting trail now. No, you're exactly right, Dan. In fact, last year's class, Suggs, I believe, was number six overall uh, in the ESPN 100. But don't forget, Dominic Harris, Julian Strother, they were part of that class. Those two guards are really good. Yeah. They just had some great players, and I mean great players we know in front of them. It'll be their time to shine this year. So you have those two guys, Hunter Salas, uh, he's in the top. 15 right now for us. I believe he's at uh, 13 or 14 in the, in the 100. I love him. Six, five. In my mind, he's a pure combo guard. If there is such a thing, uh, he's not a one and he's not a two, but he has a complete all around game. He's got great size, good athleticism. You know, I think he'll be one of the next stars at Gonzaga. And then um, you got Drew Timmy coming back. As you know, uh, they have uh, Caden Perry coming in as well. Another top 100 guy athletic foreman. And then they have a, a guy, Dan, I don't know if you're familiar with, but it's Fambo Zhang. Yes. The six, nine kid from China. He played in the States at Windermere high school down in Florida, had a chance to see him at the end of his freshman year. thought he was good. And then he really made progress as a sophomore junior. I'll put him in our ESPN 60, which is the junior class rankings, only 60 kids. Now he went back to China uh, for his senior year, but then he'll, he'll be on campus shortly. That is a tremendous class, whether you're Kentucky, Gonzaga, Kansas, doesn't matter where you are, any coach in America would want Gonzaga's class. You talked about those guys, which I'm glad you, you touched on each of them. I've had a chance to see Caden Perry in person because uh, he's from my old, old neck of the woods where I grew up. I'm friends with his high school coach. Um, he said his, his ascension and his progress – 
has continued. Um, and the high school basketball season here in, in Washington is kicking off now. Uh, so we'll be able to get you some reports on, on how he's doing because I'm sure you'd love the updates. But tell us now about Chet Holmgren. He's been kind of, you know, the number one player in this class for quite some time now. And that's hard to do is kind of keep that ranking when everybody's coming at you. And unfortunately, in this day and age, people are coming at you with trying to pick apart your potential weaknesses as opposed to celebrating the strengths of what make you that number one player. Give us a, a full detailed breakdown on Chet. Well, first of all, he's worked his way to this number one spot. He didn't get it because he's tall. I can tell you that. And there were other guys in front of him early on. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga was the number one player in the class until he decided to reclassify up to uh, 2020. And then we know he went into the G League. Looks like he's going to be a top five, six, seven lottery pick. So, you know, he had that number one spot. Other guys were vying for it. Jaden Hardy, Apollo Banquero, who's going to Duke, an outstanding power forward. Uh, Jabari Smith, who's going to Auburn. I just love his game. He's 6'10 and real skilled. But getting to Chet, the first thing you notice is the height. But then the second thing you notice is the coordination, the mobility at his size, Dan. You know, I haven't seen that in a long time. So then you watch his skill level, and he puts the ball on the deck, not like a center, but he puts the ball on the deck like a small forward. He knows where he wants to go. He can make a step-back jumper. He can make a spin move. So he's got great footwork. He's got really secure hands. And he's got these fluid movements at 7-1. It looks like he's playing basketball on stilts. And then when you leave him alone, I mean, he doesn't hesitate. He knocks it down from mid-range, three-point line. So he's got the offensive game of a small forward, rebounds the ball with pretty good activity on both ends. And defensively, when he rebounds it, he wants to be a push-and-go guy. Like, get it, push it, and go. He can handle it in the open floor, and he can make a play. I mean. I've seen him be a playmaker in the half court. Now, I wouldn't want him dribbling the ball off the floor all game long, but once in a while, Mark Few's going to let him take it off the glass. He's going to go, and you're going to be – you may be doing his game, and it'll be a Sports Center top ten highlight. <laughs> um, he catches lobs easily, right? He can go into the low post. Now, that's not the strength of his game, but at 7-1, he's going to score over most defenders. And I love him at the elbows, the pinch post. He can really operate well out of there. And he'll spot up and stand outside and, and knock down threes. Not, not just shoot them. He'll knock them down. So offensively, he's so gifted for his size. That's what makes him what I call a unicorn, right? A lot of people say they're a unicorn. Chet never called himself a unicorn. I, I called him the most unique prospect that I've seen in a long time. And defensively, I mean, he is a world-class shot blocker. And I don't use that term lightly. I was thinking this week, you know, who is a better shot blocker? Same stage, him or Anthony Davis. I'm going to say Chet. Wow. Same stage, same stage yeah. by a little bit because Anthony Davis was by far the best shot blocker that I've seen in a long, long time. Chet is equal to him and I think better in some cases. Uh, so you keep him protecting the rim. There's nobody like him in the high school game. And I think he'll be the greatest mismatch next year in the college game. Now, what does he need to work on? Obviously, it's strength. Okay, he's a seven-footer, maybe seven-one, seven-five wingspan. So he'll utilize that, blocking shots, contesting shots, helping others, and the occasional switch. But he's got to get stronger, and he's got to live lower in the game. Like, 
young big guys, as you know, mm-hmm. they play straight up. I, I call it statue basketball. Like they're like a statue. He's got to get lower and he's got to live down there more often. And I think balance is going to be important. And overall body strength is going to be extremely important. So he doesn't get pushed off his spot. So bumps don't bother him. But when you look at guys like Chet, you first think, well, he's just a center. He is a center on defense. I don't think he's going to guard too far away from the basket. But on offense, you, you can play him wherever you want. Mark Few will move him around like a, like a queen on a chessboard. Um, and then when you watch him play, you're going to come uh, across really impressed that he plays with a little edge. Like, he plays hard. And you're going to be like, okay, this big, tall, skinny guy, 195 pounds, he doesn't back down from anybody. And I think the fans in Spokane are going to love that. He's going to fight. He's going to compete. And he really, truly is about winning. He's won four state championships up in Minnesota. That's awesome. I love the breakdown. I love how you finish the breakdown with the fact that he plays with an edge and he's got four state championships because at the end of the day, that's what Gonzaga is about is winning basketball games. They had a tremendous run this year. They couldn't finish it off in the title game against a really good Baylor team. Last question, Paul, before I let you go, Tommy Lloyd has been an instrumental part of this program uh, alongside Coach Few for, for over 20 years. We recently learned he took the head coaching job at Arizona and something that you know he earned by his his work over the last 20 years. There's a hole that's going to to be have to be filled in Spokane. You're a guy who's been an assistant at a lot of good programs. You've been a head coach at a lot of programs. How does Gonzaga fill that void in recruiting both nationally as well as internationally? Um, Give us your take there. And then also, people are going to be pulling for Tommy here in Spokane every time they don't play Gonzaga. Give us what's in store for him. Well, first of all, I'm available for interviews if Mark Few is around. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a number of people hit me up on that. I was like, I have nothing to do with this. (laughs) Well, first of all, I mean, Mark Few has had a a name in the game for a long time as a head coach and an extremely successful head coach. Uh, What he did this year was extraordinary. Um, And I think so. He has cemented himself in Gonzaga in the recruiting circles. Obviously, the assistant coaches do so much of the recruiting. And and Tommy was what we like to call an ace recruiter and and a great evaluator. He had great relationships with people. Excuse me on that. Had great relationships with people. So, yeah, that's a void you have to fill with somebody who's experienced in recruiting, someone who's respected in recruiting, and someone that Mark Few can trust. That's going to be important. Um, But I think Mark Few and, and what they did this year and even the resume that they have They'll be involved with the best players in the country. And I'm, I trust Mark Few to hire the right assistant coach to fill that spot. I, I don't see this train slowing down at all. In fact, you know, I see Gonzaga is now one of the elite teams in college basketball. I've seen it that way for a while. And in recruiting, they've been great in a quiet way. But in the last two years, they've made a lot of noise because Suggs was the highest rated recruit ever. And then after his second game, the whole country knew who he was. And NBA scouts were calling my phone saying, is this kid as good as I think he is? And now we all know that he is. They follow that up with his teammate, Chet Holmgren, you know, highest ranked recruit, most unique player to play college basketball in a long time. I I compare him a little bit to a Chris Tapps Porzingis, you know, in terms of the player comp. 
And for Tommy Lloyd, he, he's got a huge job in front of him, but I think he's the right guy for that job. In fact, that was a tremendous hire in my mind. You need two things. You need patience because you don't know what sanctions are going to come down. And you need a great recruiter who's an excellent evaluator who will see the sanctions or the penalties out. And then the program will start to take off the fan base top 10 in the country. The resources match that. So I think he, he has everything in place. It also gives him, Dan, like a year or two of a grace period being a head coach. You know, it's great to be an assistant coach and one of the best in the country, but until you've done it, it's a tremendously difficult job because now you're not just in charge of who you're recruiting or maybe some suggestions. Now you're in charge of every single decision that goes on in your program. And the microscope at Arizona is a big one. But I, I think he's a fantastic hire. I think you look at his program in year three and four, and I think you'll see the dividends of the higher payoff. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, finding some time on this busy day to join in and share a little bit of the details about what makes uh, not just Hunter Salas, Caden Perry, but in particular, Chet Holmgren unique and a great fit at Gonzaga. So thanks again for joining, Paul. All right, Dan, thanks for having me.